there, how are you? Alright, so welcome back to my daily podcast. So, um, actually going to do this for the next 40 days. Alright, so after that, we'll go on a short break and then we'll continue next time. Alright, okay, so before we start, let's pray. Father Lord Jesus, we pray that the eyes of our understanding is enlightened in the name of Jesus. We're able to comprehend with all seeds what is the length, the eye, the breadth, and the roots of your love in the name of Jesus. That Christ is dwelling in our hearts by faith. And that will we be able to manifest and reproduce your fullness on earth in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name of faith. Glory to God. Alright, so this morning I'm going to be talking about how that the believer is the new man in Christ. So with me say, as a believer, I am a new man in Christ. See now. The book of Second Corinthians, chapter 5, from verse 17. You see, the, the thing is that a lot of people know this verse, they know it. Some of them can even recite it in their head. But it's it's not enough to just know it mentally. You have to you have to know what exactly does it mean to be a new one. See, because a lot of people don't understand that. They don't know what it means to be a new man. But 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, the Bible says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. That is, NI- that is New King James Version. But let me read it to you in NIV. The NIV says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, did you notice the word anyone? If the Bible says, anyone it actually means anyone yeah anyone including you if you abidemi or you omalayo or you zion you are in christ the bible says the new creation has come it says the old has gone the new is here i don't know if you get it what i'm getting here he says, the old has gone, the new is here. He says, if anyone is in Christ, the old one has gone, the new one is here. It actually means the you that gave your life to Christ, the you that received the life of Christ in you, hmm, is different from the normal you, from the formal you. You are so different. Because the old man is, was born of the will of flesh. The new man was born of the will of God. The Bible says in the book of John chapter 3, the Bible says that he that is born of flesh is flesh, but he that is born of spirit is spirit. So you, the former you, was born of flesh. You were born by physical people, but the new you, you were not born by physical people. You were born by God. So if you believe in Jesus, God has birthed you. And so you are not you are no longer a human being. You are no longer a flesh. You are now a spiritual being. Alright? Now what is the implication of that? The implication of that is that now you have the DNA of God. Oh yes, now you have the nature of God. You no longer have the nature of man. 
he, he, the Bible says that I'm crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. But it is not I that live, it is Christ in me who lives. The life that I live is the life of Christ in me. That is the book of Galatians. The book of Galatians, I believe, chapter 1, verse 20, or chapter 3, verse 20. All right, then. The, the new you has the nature of God and the DNA of the Spirit. Then what is this DNA? The book of um, the book of Romans. The book of Romans chapter 4. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The book of Romans chapter 4. Oh, you are new. And I am new. If you believe in Jesus, you are a new person. Romans chapter 4 from verse 11. The Bible says, And he received the sign of, the, of circumcision, a seal of the righteousness of the faith, which he had while still as uncircumcised, that he might be the father of all those who believe. Talking about Abraham. Abraham was righteous by faith before he was circumcised. Then it says, so that he might be the father of all those who believe, though they that are, sorry, though they are circumcised, that righteousness, though they are uncircumcised, that righteousness might be imputed to them also. I don't know if you're getting this. You see, those who believe, although they are not circumcised, although they are not fulfilling the law, like the children of Israel, I hope you know, Abraham was the first man in the Bible that was called righteous. It was Abraham. And he was pronounced righteous before the law ever came. So he did not become righteous by obeying the law or by fulfilling the law. No, he became righteous by faith in God. So the Bible is saying, those who believe, people who believe, even though they do not obey the law, even though they are uncircumcised, righteousness will be imputed in them also, so far they believe. Then verse 23, the Bible says, now it was not written for his sake alone, that is, of, 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 um, of Abraham alone, that he, will, he believed in God and it was accounted for him for righteousness. If you read 21, 22, you get what I'm saying. So, it was not written. I know a lot of you people say, Abraham believed in God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. But the Bible tells you, it was not written about him alone or for him alone. It was written for, um, it says, for, for his sake alone that it was imputed for him. But also for us, it shall be imputed to us who believe in him, who raised up Jesus, our Lord, from the dead. If you believe in Jesus Christ, that he was raised from the dead. If you believe in Jesus, you believe in God, the Bible says righteousness will be imputed. It will be imputed into you. Do you understand me? So what is the righteousness in you? It is the DNA of God. The DNA of God in you. Glory to God. Were you blessed? Good morning.